Hey, welcome back to the brand new episode of Brain Roast with Dr. HPM. In today's episode, I will be talking about an interesting topic, uh, which is digital health and the future of medicine. So, starting with the current proceedings, so today is 10th of November, and in India, we are just ended uh, with the festivals, be it the Dashera and Diwali. And uh, coming back to the topic that is the future of medicine. So a lot of things has been happening in the digital health space, uh, starting with the fact that uh, um, Pfizer has recently launched uh, the COVID pill. And uh, simultaneously, a lot of uh, news has been surrounding Alphabet regarding the new uh, use of uh, artificial intelligence in drug uh, discovery. So starting with uh, Pfizer, so Pfizer has developed a COVID pill which it uh, says that it will cut the deaths and hospitalization rates by a significant margin that is 89% and uh, if the results are replicated in the real world use, uh, they could uh, definitely prove to be a game changer saving 9 out of 10 susceptible patients uh, and uh, uh, speaking on a personal note, uh, I have been a COVID uh, uh, frontline worker and have seen thousands of COVID patients um, uh, in 2020 and 2021 and uh, I personally have a strong belief that uh, if the results uh, can be replicated in the real world uh, then 89% even if it's 50% then also there would be a great uh, jump in the recovery rates and uh, a dip in the mortality rates. Let's see how it goes. But uh, two things which concern me is that uh, we have uh, now Pfizer as a uh, second pharma company that promises uh, high efficacy pills treating patients um, with uh, mild to moderate COVID-19 and this might uh, trigger off a new wave of vaccination uh, for there might be no fear of being uh, microchipped. Let's see how it goes. Next big thing that is currently happening is regarding Alphabet. So as you all know that uh, a new Alphabet company will use artificial intelligence methods for drug discovery. It will build off uh, the work done by DeepMind, another Alphabet subsidiary that has done groundbreaking work uh, by using artificial intelligence to predict the structure of proteins. The new company is going to leverage that uh, success to build tools that can help identify new pharmaceuticals. Uh, speaking on a personal note, we all know that uh, Google is a tech giant. No surprises here because Google has been very active on both uh, artificial intelligence and building its healthcare branch. So it was something uh, expected online. If we move further on this news, then there are a lot of things uh, deep down because uh, it is talking about DeepMind's work which is focused on protein folding and when it's come to protein folding then a lot of things needs to be considered be it uh, isomorphism, the structure of proteins and uh, as of now it's very naive and very initial stage to comment anything but yes uh, AI could help scan through the databases of uh, potential molecules to find some of the best fit. Uh, a particular biological target for example you can say that uh, it could fine-tune proposed compounds and hundreds of millions of dollars have been invested uh, in the companies building AI tools over the past couple of years and also coming to the fact that developing and testing drugs uh, 
there could be a steeper challenge than figuring out protein structures for example uh, even if uh, two proteins are structurally similar and fit together physically it's hard to tell how well they will actually stick together and behave when they are placed in parallel okay and a drug candidate that looks promising based on how it works at a chemical level also might not always work when it's given to an animal or a person and those of all my listeners who are from a scientific background and who understand how clinical trials happen they must can link up that over 90% of drugs that uh, make it to the clinical trial end up not working as chemists and uh, various uh, pharmacists have already written a lot of articles regarding it and you can find them on the web most of the problems aren't because uh, there was something wrong at the molecular level but uh, the work done at deep mind and the proposed work at isomorphic could help bust some of specific research bottlenecks but aren't a quick fix for the countless challenges of drug development speaking specifically the laborious resource draining work of doing the biochemistry and biological evaluation for example the drug function is still going to remain but uh, with that there will be some changes let's see how it goes simultaneously a lot of things are also happening uh, if i tell you in some brief um, there is cyber olympics coming up that is cybanthalon will be happening in 2024 to include the visually impaired and robot eats and the second big news is the healthy building that is healthy building can help stop covid-19 spread and boost worker productivity another thing that uh, uh, has drawn my attention in recent times is uh, childbirth stimulation that is there is a company uh, which hopes to use childbirth stimulators to improve patient health and uh, if i talk about fda because it's the global uh, drug agency we can say the all uh, approvals and everybody in the pharma or the med tech industry always eyes what the fda is doing what they are approving what is the regulations so fda is now providing new draft guidelines on pre market submissions for device software functions and uh, i will uh, talk a little bit about the childbirth stimulation part Uh, let's see how it goes uh, so i had a couple of readings regarding articles and some uh, interviews uh, of this particular company uh, that is uh, there is uh, gobmart scientific and uh, their vice president uh, jim has said that the goal is particularly to place providers into the kind of low frequency and high risk environment they might not often encounter in clinical settings so what they are trying to say is that uh, clinicians with uh, gomart's victoria victoria is the name they have used uh, for the child stimulator so what they are saying is that despite medical and technological advancements uh, the us has continued to face a maternal health crisis since long we all know that uh we expect in a country like india bangladesh pakistan but uh, keeping in mind the kind of uh, health expenditure us is doing we don't expect this uh, level of maternal health crisis in fact the rate of maternal mortality has been increasing in the country since 2000 which is quite worrying the problem is uh, particularly uh, 
in black women uh, who are three times more likely to die from pregnancy related causes than the white women if you ask particularly me uh, dr hara why do you think uh, that it's happening i feel that uh, in us there is some kind of racism still persisting there is a lot of financial divide as well as there is a lot of uh, insurance divide if you see that uh, the blacks don't have that kind of insurance with them uh, and a uh, lot of times they end up in the hospitals and uh, nobody is there to claim their tpas and bills are pending so that's also a concern so health equity uh, as well as health distribution is something which needs to be focused going further uh gromart the founders in the late 1940s has spent the past few decades uh, developing this particular technology to address patient safety while birthing people children newborns and those who have experienced trauma among others so what they have done is that uh, uh, it has done so by developing patient stimulators on which clinicians can practice intramuscular injections glucose measurements urinary catheterizations and a variety of surgeries and procedures so can you imagine that now uh, we have a dummy or a bow in which the doctors can practice and without hurting the patient because the patient is actually victoria which is a stimulator so it's just like a training a pilot that is a pilot trains on a stimulator he doesn't actually flies the airplane so now we are in an age that uh, the new age surgeons the new age gynecologist will be trained on stimulators not on the patients directly so let's see how it goes but yeah uh, see a uh, couple of years back uh, when i was in med school uh, i used to do a couple of surgeries uh, on rotation basis and i personally feel that what the first hand experience brings on to the table of a clinician that can't be replicated on a stimulator but uh, see things change and we evolve and the medical profession needs to evolve as well so if i talk about victoria specifically so you can see that uh, victoria you can say is a robot which gomart touts as the world's most life like childbirth stimulator and victoria includes several programs to stimulate uh, uh, situations that can occur during pregnancy it includes uh, amniotic fluid embolism placenta abruption preeclampsia shoulder dystocia and what not the aim is practically to put providers in a low frequency high risk environment uh, and you may not get a complicated birth once every 2 years or so uh, as an obstetrician but uh, when it happens it's vital to be prepared so that's what the stimulator will prepare to deal with various complications various rare uh, kind of uh, pregnancies and their deliveries so that uh, wider use of the stimulation training within the ops and gynae should be considered and uh, to support uh, this kind of thing uh, i will say that often stimulators in three different skin tones ranging from light to medium brown although the light skin model is the only one uh, which is displayed uh, uh, in general but uh, also another important fact is that uh, this particular stimulator uh, can be used in rural settings as well which is wireless within a 10 hour battery life on the road to train the providers who cannot themselves travel so uh, they have tried a lot to work with facilities and show how they can impact the disparity in surgical care when it comes to childbirth okay and amidst the covid pandemic uh, it's very interesting that learning is evolving learning is continuous and we all need to continue 
uh, with this and uh, with this uh, stimulation learning uh, it needs to be ramped up so that the trainers can be trained just like for covid we trained for ventilators for various uh, techniques to deal with uh, uh, critical care so we can operate these uh, stimulators remotely and further reducing the need of in person interaction and uh, let's see how it goes but yes uh, definitely it's very promising and uh, at on a personal note i'm looking forward that how the stimulator goes so on this note your host dr hpm signing off stay tuned for the next episode thank you very much